Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number one. Today, I will be sharing my biggest tips for authentic social media marketing, how I still believe in the power of legacies, and why your face needs to be in your feed starting now. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash Gold Digger to get started and get your life back today. Hi, everyone. It is Jenna Kutcher, and I am so excited about today. Today, I am launching my new dream, the Gold Digger podcast, and it has been something that has been on my mind and my heart for a very long time. Now, a few years back, my brother told me, man, you should just start a podcast. And I kind of laughed at him because I said, well, what do I have to say? But over the last few years, I've realized I have a heck of a lot to say. So in case you don't know who I am, I am Jenna Kutcher. I'm 28 years old and I live in a small town in Wisconsin. Five years ago, I left my windowless office in the corporate world to become a photographer, something I had zero experience or schooling in. I had a $300 camera from Craigslist and a dream, and I have chased that dream with reckless abandon over the last five years. I have grown a following online by keeping it real. I love to educate entrepreneurs on how to leverage social media to further their businesses and to grow and support sustainable, authentic, and organic businesses. And I am just so excited to keep it real on this podcast and hang out with you every week. So imagine this, that we are at a coffee shop sitting side by side and talking about life and business and all the good things that happen in between. 
and it's just going to be a blast. So Gold Digger is going to be a weekly podcast, and while I love interview podcasts, I want it to feel more like an online workshop. So you show up and you walk away with tangible takeaways that you can apply to your life and business right away. Now, I have some incredible, incredible friends girls who are dominating the business world with grace and gumption. And I'm just so excited to invite them onto Gold Digger to talk about the things that they're learning or the things they're passionate about and to teach you how to do the same and grow your empire. And so welcome to Gold Digger. This is the maiden voyage. And man, I am just so excited today to talk to you about my favorite subject and the subject I get asked to speak about all over the world. And that is on keeping it real on social media. So I'm not exactly sure why you showed up here. Maybe you were curious, maybe the name or the title piqued your interest, or maybe you just wanted to see what the heck I'm up to. But here's what I truly believe. You are here right now for a reason, and that reason is going to look different for all of us. Maybe you simply just have a dream, but you're not sure how to chase it. Maybe you are listening and you're stuck in a windowless office just like I was five years ago and you yearn to get out of it. Maybe you're struggling to stay afloat. Maybe your business is crumbling and you're not exactly sure how to put the pieces together. But the most incredible thing is, is that we are here together today. And I just feel so fortunate to be able to lead you through what I love to talk about and what people love to hear about. And that is social media. So I'm sure you thought that I just sit here and talk about Instagram and I promise I will. But first I want to talk about how spending time together, whether it is virtually or in person, can change our lives. And what I think is the most incredible thing is when we can come together and say, I don't have it all figured out just yet. And my life might not be as awesome as it is on social media. And when we can just kind of strip down the layers and say, I'm here and I'm imperfect and I'm not flawless like Beyonce, and that's okay. I think that is when the real change happens. And so what I invite for you to do is just come as you are. Show up as you are, whether you feel put together or whether you feel like you're falling apart. And I think that's the beauty of it. Now, I could start this podcast by listing my titles. I could tell you I'm a photographer and a blogger and a wife and a puppy rescuer, an educator, a watercolor artist, a small town girl, and a yoga pants enthusiast. But those things don't define who I am. And if I led off with all of that, we might never get to the good stuff. Now, I always talk about this example because I fly an awful lot. Man, my frequent flyer miles have gone up like crazy over the last two years. And what I think about is when we sit by a stranger on a plane, one of the first things we ask if we actually talk to them is, what do you do? What do you do for a living? And I think that our society has this problem where we love to hide behind titles because it feels safe and actually sharing what we're passionate about sometimes feels scary. And so I don't want to lead off with titles because I want us to get to the good stuff. Now, these days we could lead off with our Instagram handler, share the amount of followers we have, but here's the truth. None of us are as cool as we are on Instagram. Can I get an amen? I mean, none of us are as put together or beautiful or as detailed or as fashionable as we are on the internet. 
And I think that that is a scary place to be in because we hear it all the time. We sit here and compare our back end and our bloopers to people's highlight reels. But the truth is, that's exactly what we're doing when we're scrolling mindlessly with our thumbs. So I want to lead off with exactly who I am and just level the playing field so that you can feel free to do the same. So five years ago, I left this windowless corporate office and a red and khaki uniform to become a wedding photographer. And the truth is, is that most days I feel like a total fraud. I feel like a photographer because I started on a Nikon D40 with zero schooling, zero background, zero professional leadership. And I said, I'm going to become a photographer. And so maybe like you, you have just started this dream in an industry where you had no background in and you feel like a fraud too. So just know you're in good company, my friend. Now, I am married to the most incredible man on the planet. He is, I just wish that you could meet him so that I didn't even have to describe him to you. He is this muscly hunk of kindness and he makes me laugh every single day. Our favorite days are when we make a super couch, which is where we just push the ottoman into the couch and we all pile on together with a giant comforter and we watch TV shows like The Voice and Dancing with the Stars. And he is a neat freak. Oh my land. He cleans up after me all the time. I'm not the most tidy human on the planet. But Drew and I have been together for I think eight or nine years and I swear it just keeps getting better. I love that guy. Every single time I speak now, I've spoken on stages all over the country. I always end up crying and I do this really awkward dance on stage. And so one of the best things about a podcast is that you don't have to see my awkward dance, but I can't promise that I won't cry. It's just something that comes over me when I'm sharing my heart. And the truth is, is the reason why I love the idea of a podcast is I am happiest when I am home alone in my yoga pants, listening to Beyonce and getting work done. I love being home. I am the epitome of a homebody. And lastly, I am first known as a businesswoman, second known as a photographer. And I actually love that because business runs so deeply in my blood. It is something that I absolutely love. And entering this education space has just been a joy because I love to empower other creative entrepreneurs and how to run these profitable businesses and make a living doing what they love. So I could sit here and tell you all about my six-figure empire, the tens of thousands of followers I have, but those things don't define me, and they certainly don't define you either. So in case you want to know how to get to your next 10,000 followers on Instagram or grow your Facebook audience, I'm actually not going to tell you that today. Because social media is so much more than marketing. Here's the truth. There are no secret formulas. There isn't a one-size-fits-all plan to business, to life, to social media, to anything. The secret sauce comes in being free to be who you are and in owning your story. So let me explain a little bit. Social media to me is marketing. Yes, I love business. It's marketing. I understand that. But it is also the legacy that I am writing day in and day out. Social media can be a key player in our marketing strategies, but it can also be a tool that we use to share our own personal stories. Not just our client stories, but our personal stories, the ones that we are living day in and day out. 
So I want to explain why I think our legacies matter. And this is going to provide a really excellent foundation for the Gold Digger podcast, because I truly believe that within those mundane moments of our lives, we are weaving the story about who we are and who we have become. Now, a few years ago, we lost a very dear friend to us. He was the best man in our wedding, Drew's best friend since grade school, and he died tragically in a car accident. And I, at the time, was so in that hustle mode of business. And when we lost Jerry, it just didn't feel real. It didn't seem real. We were at that invincible stage of our marriage and our lives, and we were young and healthy. And it was such a shock to us and to everyone. And what I realized was that when I had days where I missed Jerry, or I just wanted to hear his voice or see the things that he did, he was the funniest guy ever, I would go over to his Facebook page or hop on his Twitter or look at his Instagram, and those were the tools that I was using to feel reconnected and closer to him. And what I realized was that nowadays, we don't necessarily take pen to a paper as often as we used to. We probably don't journal or have diaries like we used to, but we use things like blogging and Instagram and Facebook to tell our stories. And whether or not we're recognizing that we're doing that day in and day out, we are. And so to me, social media shifted in my mind and made me realize, yes, this is marketing, sure. But it is also what I'm going to look back on 10 years from now and say that is exactly where I was in that phase of life. And so I have chosen an approach to social media of not just sharing the good and the pretty and the perfect, but in sharing the real and the raw and the authentic of our lives. And guys, we can all admit authentic is so overly used these days. We always joke in our family, hashtag authentic when it's not actually real. But what I really, truly believe is that at the core of the word authentic needs to be this honesty. And I think that on social media, honesty is lacking so much these days because we're so caught up in the beauty and the pretty and the perfect that we forget what the real even looks like anymore. Now, what I want to tell you as a business owner, a dreamer, an entrepreneur is that you are not a service provider. Sure, I am a photographer, But honestly, that doesn't define me. What I truly believe is, is that I am a storyteller and photography is the avenue I'm currently using to tell my stories. So let's say you're a florist. Yes, you are a florist, but putting together arrangements and sharing flowers is the way that you are serving people in your life today. And so what I want for you to understand is that your service right now is just the avenue, the ticket, the transportation that you are currently using to share your story. So what do these stories look like for you? Maybe you are stuck staring at the blinking cursor waiting for inspiration to strike. Perhaps you're hiding behind your images because you don't believe your story is compelling or interesting enough to captivate an audience. Chances are you're stuck using words like swoon and beautiful because you honestly don't know what else to say. Maybe you haven't written a single blog post since 2007, the year Britney Spears had her major meltdown. Or worst of all, you're just leaving your captions blank, believing that your photos will speak for themselves. Now, what I want for you to shift in your brain is that your social media needs to be your handshake. It needs to be this invitation. And so when you go up to somebody, chances are you're not just like, hi, my name is Jenna. I'm a photographer. I'd love for you to hire me. 
Instead, you share you and what you're passionate about. And if perhaps they are interested, then you will tell them about the way that you tell stories. So here's the good news. You don't need to be the best writer on the World Wide Web to be a good storyteller. When you pair your images with storytelling captions, that is when true magic happens, my friends. So how do you tell good stories? This is what I get asked all the time. I have so many people tell me I stink at telling stories, but here's what is going to help you. So number one, you need to know yourself. You need to know how to connect your story with your audience through captions. And what I've found so often is that people don't feel comfortable with what their story is. Or they don't know exactly how to deliver it in a way that will be received well. So the first question I ask myself whenever I go to post something on social media is, number one, why does this matter to my ideal client? Okay, now if you are sitting there and you're like, I don't know my ideal client, guys, we're going to address this in future episodes of Gold Digger. But the first thing you need to ask yourself when you go to share something is why should this matter to my ideal client? And if it doesn't matter, then we need to evaluate how this post is serving anyone. Now, the second thing I ask myself is, am I doing this story justice? There is a story behind every image, whether it is an image of your clients or of your work or of your life. Are you doing that story justice? You're not relying on that whole, a photo is worth a thousand words thing, right? Because the truth is, is that when you can pair your photo with words, it is even more magical than when it stands alone. And number three is, is this serving anyone other than me? Now, this one usually stops me in my tracks because social media has become a place of humble brags. We have all seen them. We perhaps have done them ourselves. And it always feels like people are shouting from the rooftops all the amazing and glorious and beautiful things that are happening in their lives. But sometimes those posts are simply self-serving. And while that might hold a candle in your strategy every once in a while, it should not be something that you are commonly doing. Now, you could just give people a pretty photo to like, or you could tell a story that makes them fall in love with what you're sharing. Now, I have this whole idea that there are two different people on social media. We have the people that scroll through looking for good photos to double tap on, and we have the people that go there that are searching for something. And a lot of times that search looks like they're looking for a message or a sign or something to tell them that they're doing all right. And so when we take a beautiful photo and we pair it with a meaningful caption, we are giving both of those people an opportunity to like our content, which perhaps means double the chance of engagement. So what I love to say is find your people and serve them well. When you know who it is that you are serving, you know what keeps them up at night and how you can help them. You can focus on serving those people well. And Honestly, that is when the real magic happens. Social media, I think, can feel like this screaming match. It can feel like everyone is competing and trying to make the most noise. But here's the key. You don't want to join in on the yelling. Instead, you want to whisper directly to your dream clients. I mean, think about it. Would you rather be on your rooftop screaming about why you're the best and to hire you and why you deserve their attention? Or would you rather sit there and say, hello, friend, I am here for what you need and I promise I can make your life better or easier or at least let you know that you are not alone in what you're going through. 
So why do I think social media is the best form of advertising? Well, there are four main reasons why. Number one, it's available at the tap of a finger. Chances are you're listening to this podcast on your phone or your computer, and you might just have social media pulled up at the same time. Social media is available at the tap of a finger, and that is so incredible. Number two is it needs a $0 ad budget. Guys, I have had a six-figure photography business for over four years, and I have not invested a single penny into advertising because I have learned how to leverage social media for booking clients. And not just any clients, but my dream clients. Number three is that it builds no like and trust. If you have any background in marketing, you know how important this is. Having people know who you are and then start to like you and trust you is the most powerful thing you can have in your back pocket. And number four is social media is my voice, my terms, and my images. I am in control of the content. I am the creator and the curator. And that is stinking beautiful. You get to take potential clients on a journey and you are in control of what that journey can look and feel like. So I want to go over three lies that people start to believe about social media. And you might fall into one of these camps and hopefully over the next few minutes, I can dispel these myths for you so that you feel like you have a confident strategy leaving this time together. Lie number one is if I didn't post it, it didn't happen. Now we have fallen into this trap as a society where if you look around wherever you might be, people are sharing their lives because they feel like if they don't share it, people won't know that they did it or that it actually happened. But here's the truth. When you take the time and take the intentionality behind social media, when you don't post in real time, it allows you to be strategic in your image, your message, and your delivery. So guess what? I never post in real time. The only thing I post in real time would be Snapchat. And I am a terrible Snapchatter. (laughs) I can't keep up with it. Sometimes I'm Snapchatting like crazy. Other days I don't do it. I don't even think about it. For things like Facebook and blogging and Instagram, I never post in real time. Why? Because I want to be present in the moment and I want to take a step back when I am quiet, when my mind is still and be very strategic about how I'm sharing this images message and how I'm delivering it and serving clients through that. Now, this is why as a photographer, I've chosen very specifically to only share images that come from my camera. Why? Because that means I have to be intentional in saying, I'm going to bring my camera with today and I'm going to take a few photos and then I'm going to put it away because I'll go home and I can edit them and get them scheduled on my social media calendar and I'm done. I am not the person that goes into a coffee shop and takes photos of my latte for 10 minutes while it gets cold. That's just not me. That's too much stress, too much pressure. And I truly believe that stress work is not our best work. And so when we are putting that real-time pressure on our social media, we are not putting out our best work. So is the work that you are sharing on your feed exemplary of what people can expect from you when they hire you? If I were to take any image from your feed right now and just stand it alone and say, this is your work, would you be proud to have your name attached to it? Would you be proud to have your business name attached to it? And if you can't answer yes boldly with that, then it's time that we make a little change, a little shift in your strategy. 
Now, lie number two is I have to wait for the perfect Instagram worthy image to post. How many times have we believed that lie and we sit there and we go through our camera roll and there's thousands of photos, but none of them are just right or perfect enough or pretty enough. The truth is, is that there is room for imperfection on Instagram. People are hungry for real and not just for perfect anymore. And that is beautiful. And what I've found throughout the years as I share more of my life is that no one wants to be friends with the perfect girl in the lunchroom because she feels unreachable and unrelatable and you'll never be on her level. People want to connect more with the mess because the truth is my life is messy and chances are yours might be too. But there is so much beauty in that mess and true connection comes when we just unveil a little bit of our soul and we say, I don't have it all together and that's okay. Because I feel like when I see that on social media, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I'm not the only person that hasn't showered in two days or has a messy desk or has cold coffee next to her and she's still drinking it because she's too lazy to get hot coffee. There is a chance and a time for connection over the realness. And I have really learned how to use that and share that in a way that serves people without asking for anything in return. Lie number three is people don't care about me or what I love. They just want to see my products or my work. I see this all the time. Guys, I teach Instagram courses, and even just yesterday in one of our Facebook groups, a florist said, I feel like the top florists only share photos of their flowers. I don't think people actually care about me. And it actually broke my heart. Because in order to convert followers into friends, they have to know you, like you, and trust you. Wouldn't you rather have people hire you because of you, and not just hire you because they need your goods or your services? When people start to know you, and like you, and trust you. Real relationships happen, not just business partnerships, not just collaborations, but real relationships that will fuel your soul and feed into your life in a beautiful way. So how do you strategically reach your dream clients through things other than the services you provide? So I'm sure you're thinking, well, I'm glad this all works for you, Jenna, but I am the most boring person ever. But take it from the girl who created a multiple six-figure business with a brand all about mac and cheese shapes, yoga pants, puppies, and wine. And don't forget my daily naps. I nap every single day. You don't want clients who want just a photographer, a florist, a calligrapher, a stationer, a lawyer, whatever that looks like. You want clients who seek you specifically out. Because they know that you can do the job better than anyone else. So my question for you is, how are you standing out from every other service provider or product provider in your industry? These days, we are all using the same equipment, the same editing, the same websites, the same templates. How are you standing out in the crowd? Now, I recently redid my website. And it was the first time I have redone it in five years since I started. And I told my designer, Jen Olmstead, she's amazing. She's going to be on the podcast. I said, I am finally ready to go against the flow. I don't want this to look like anyone else's. I want it to be me and the experience of me. And I want people to come and I want them to either be attracted to me or repelled by me. And that is okay. I am finally ready to own that and use that and put it into practice. So one of the first things I thought about when creating this new website was what keeps my followers up at night? 
I have to show them that I can solve their problem or simplify their days or add value to their lives in a meaningful way. Now, to me, it doesn't matter if you have 500 or 50,000 followers. I honestly don't care because the people who are choosing to follow you are showing up for a specific reason. And when you serve them well and speak to them intentionally and intimately, they will keep coming back for more and more from you. It's like inviting your friends to this dinner party and instead of serving them, you're out there running on the streets inviting strangers who might not want what you're serving or who might not even care to join you. And I feel like this rat race, this hustle to get more followers, more fans, more interaction has taken away from us actually focusing on serving and showing up for the people who have actually chosen to follow us. And so while I panic when I see people saying, well, I just want more followers. I just need more followers. I need to hit 10,000. 50,000, 100,000, whatever that number looks like, I want to say you need to show up for the people who are showing up for you. And when you do that, you will reach other people just like them. And those are the people that you want to serve in your business day in and day out. And so when you take sharing your life in your voice and you partner it with what you create or offer or what you're passionate about, it creates this opportunity for connection that leads to action. And action needs to be one of the most important things you are focusing on in your business. So let's talk about the Jenna Kutcher Five. Now, I have tried to come up with a better name for this for years. And if anyone has one, oh man, I am open to suggestions. But what the Jenna Kutcher 5 is, is you need your feed to be multidimensional, to show more than just your product or your service. And so if you've ever read this marketing book, The Jab, 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 Right Hook, it's this method where it talks about how you serve, 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 and then you come back with an ask. And what people don't understand is that when they create a feed specifically for their business and they're just sharing their business and their products and their services and every single day is an invitation to buy, 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 people start to just silence that voice. We are so bombarded with marketing and advertising on everything, whether it's TV or the radio or the satellite radio or Facebook or Instagram, that we have become conditioned to just shut down when it happens. We know a pitch is coming, we shut down. And so when you use a Jenna Kutcher 5 method, it actually shares bits and pieces of your life before you share your ask, whatever that ask might be. So what five things can you cycle through your feed to build your brand recognition and connect with your ideal clients. Now the approach leaves people saying, I feel like we'd be best friends. I feel like I already know you, Jenna. I feel like we are connected. Why does it work? Because I'm not just saying, here's my photos. I'm saying, here's my life. Here's the dogs we're fostering. Here's what I'm eating for lunch, which is mac and cheese on every single Monday. Here's what my office looks like. Here's my husband. I want you to be invited into my life so that I can be invited into yours at whatever capacity that looks like. If you create a strategy around your feed, you're going to save yourself the time and stress of creating content on the spot, all while taking your followers on an intentional journey that will lead them to become raving fans. So what does a JK5 look like? Well, it looks like taking pieces of your life that you're comfortable sharing. So let's go back to that airplane. We're sitting next to a stranger. They ask us about ourselves. What things would you feel comfortable in sharing? I myself, I would share that we live on a river in Wisconsin in a 105-year-old craftsman home. I would share that we have rescue dogs and that we love to foster dogs and sometimes our house feels like a wicked zoo. (laughs) 
I would share that I love to write and do creative things like watercolor and teach people. I would share things like fashion, like food, like travels, things about our lives that will create connection. And so when you can create a strategy and say, these are my five things, and I'm going to continuously cycle through them so that they become part of my brand and my brand becomes bigger than just my product or service, people become attached to that brand and attached to you as a human being. I want for you to create a brand, not just a business. So one of the biggest misconceptions is that I share everything. People will come up to me and they won't even ask me about my life because they assume what they see on social media is everything. But here's the truth. I share just enough to make you feel connected to me, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. If you and I were to sit down over happy hour drinks or margarita or coffee, I would tell you so much more that you probably had no idea about. I'm actually a very private person and I covet my time with my family and my friends so deeply. You probably will never see a lot of that on social media. But what I do share is my heart. And that heart is what is connecting people to me so that they feel like they know me, like we are friends. I want to help you find what your mac and cheese is. Now, here's my joke. My friend Katie of Cottage Hill Magazine, she said, Jenna, your goal in life should be to help people find their mac and cheese. What does that mean? Well, I started sharing my love for mac and cheese and I kid you not, guys, I get tagged in probably 20 macaroni and cheese things a day. I bet you after listening to this podcast, you will never walk through the grocery store and see the aisle of mac and cheese without thinking of me. I get sent mac and cheese in the mail. I order it at restaurants all the time. I get tagged when there is mac and cheese fests all over the world, which by the way, I still need to go to one of these. But I want to help you find your mac and cheese. I want to help you find what is memorable in clients' eyes that will never let them forget about you, whether it's walking through the grocery store or hanging out online. So what if you use social media as a place for real connection? What if you stopped playing it safe? Stop trying to be Nutella and make everyone happy. What if we stopped letting our titles define us and got back to the things that set us apart beyond the work that we produce? What if your social media didn't just share your client stories, it shared your story in a real and raw and authentic way? Here's what I truly believe. You cannot expect your clients to invite you into their precious moments and to win their business without inviting them into your life first. So I have four super serious questions for you, my friends. Number one, can I find you in your feed? But seriously, can I find a photo without scrolling for days? Can I see you beyond just your bio photo? Can I know who I am listening to when I click over to your feed? If the answer is no, we need to change it because I need to know who I'm listening to in order to trust you. I need to know who I'm listening to in order to enjoy listening to you. And I need to know who I'm listening to in order to trust what you're putting out there as your work. The first nine photos on your Instagram page form a storytelling grid. If your personal story isn't on there, I truly believe you may have just lost your client because they don't know who you are. They don't know why they should trust you. They don't know if they like you. They don't know why your voice matters. Number two is, are you using your bio to tell me more about you without only clinging to your titles? Is there something in your bio that will actively attract or repel? 
if the answer is no here, then we got to change that. You want to be memorable. I don't want you to just hide behind your titles. I don't want it to just say photographer, blogger, educator. I want to know a little bit more about you that will hook me, hook line and sinker. Number three is, are you sharing images, not just for your peers, but are you sharing images your clients can imagine themselves in? Now, this is something I see all the time where we as artists are just posting art that other artists will connect with. But our ideal clients, they might not connect with what we're sharing. They might not understand it. They might not have the same taste level. They might not get it. So are you sharing images, not just for your peers in your industry, but are you sharing images that your clients can imagine themselves in? And number four, are you taking people on a journey, whether through scrolling and seeing through, are they seeing a bigger picture or calls to action so that they know how to continue on this journey with you? Use call to actions. Every single post you share must give people an invitation to do something more with you, whether simple or complex. What does that mean? Call to actions are the most important part of your social media strategy. You should never end your post with a period. It should always have an invitation, whether that's asking them a question to engage with you or telling them to go to your blog post to see more, asking them to email you or join your email list or hang out with you or meet you at a meetup or something. There should always be an invitation for people to engage with you because engagement is exactly what we need to beat these algorithms that are sucking our ability to connect with people anymore. So my last question for you is this, is your feed more than eye candy? I want for you to show clients that it's not just about a service or a product. It's an experience and that experience is worth every single penny. Why? Because you are offering it and you are unlike any other human on this planet and you have gifts unlike any other human on this planet. And that is always worth every single penny. How is it that you tell meaningful stories? How is it that you connect and use call to actions and tell people that you are worth your value. Tip number one is ditch the fluffy adjectives. I don't want to see words like gorgeous and swoon and beautiful and pretty and all of those things that I see every day. Your photo should tell me that enough. I should look at that and know that that is there. Tell me meaningful things. Ditch the fluffy adjectives. I will often write out an entire post and I will go back and delete every single adjective and ask myself, is the story strong? Does it convey what I want it to? Am I not hiding behind fluffy words because there is something so much more meaningful than the word swoon? <laughs> Number two is what matters the most to your clients? What kind of things keep them up at night? What are they worried about? How can you serve their lives? What matters most to them and how can you create a connection that tells them that you can serve them and serve them well? Tip number three is if you really struggle with storytelling, have your clients tell the stories for you. Ask them, why did they hire you? Why did they buy your product? What did you have that other people didn't? Ask them about their experience of working with you. Have them tell you about what they were planning or why they booked you in the first place. If you seriously struggle and you don't know what to write, have your clients write your stories for you. And tip number four, stop writing to your current clients. Write to attract your future clients. So many times we are writing to these people that have already chosen us instead of focusing our messaging on reaching those people who might not have already picked us out. 
And lastly, tip number five, write the way that you speak. Learn to use your voice. Now, when I first started, I came out of a PR education. I thought I wanted to write press releases and super formal things. And so when I first started as a wedding photographer and a client would reach out, I would write so formally like, dear sir and madam, hello, thank you so much for inquiring about my services. But then when I would meet them in person at a coffee shop, it was this giant disconnect because I'd run up to them with arms wide open to say, oh my goodness, hello, I'm so excited to see you. This is amazing. Now, I want for you to learn how to use your voice and I will record a full episode on how to do that because there are so many tips and tricks and strategies to do that. But here's where I want us to land today. I want to be your permission grantor. I want for you to grant yourself the permission to feel free to share yourself and your life in a meaningful way on social media. Success is something that we generally see within others, but it is a title that we give others first and ourselves last. And I want to tell you that wherever you are at in this moment, wherever you are listening to these words, you are a success. Success is going to look different for everyone across the board. It's going to look different in every person's lives. And so I want for you to give yourself that title because here's what success isn't to me. Success isn't how many followers you have or how many jobs you book or how much money you make. Success is owning your story and using it to connect authentically. It is living out your why every single day. And it is being free to be exactly who you are. You are more than the number of followers you have. Please understand that. You are worthy of true connection in the real and not in the perfect. You are more than what you do. Show that to the world. And you are unique and have special gifts that only you possess. So my whole thing is that I have been keeping it real since 1988, and in case you just did the math, yes, I am 28 years old. So as we close off this first episode of Gold Digger, I want for you to leave today with a plan. I want that plan to look like digging into how you can share your story and how that story can connect you with people and not just your clients, but your dream clients and how it can create connection beyond just what you do. Because you, my friend, are worthy of that true connection. And I want for you to be a success in your own way, in your own standards, on your own playing field. And so today I want for you to stop comparing your background, your bloopers, all the stuff and the crap and the junk in your life with everyone else's highlight reels. And I want for you to take a step back and say, I'm going to do this story justice and I'm going to share it in a meaningful way. Now, my friends, Thank you so much for joining me in Gold Digger. I cannot wait to connect next week as we go through another episode where we will teach you tangible takeaways that you can apply to your business and your life immediately after listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will connect really soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold-digging dream chaser, you.